Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Everett. We get Nerdy Nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. I forgot I had to click the thing. That's right. We're a professional outfit over here. We are a professional outfit. We don't do do-overs, North Trooper. We keep nope. in our mistakes because I like looking like a fool on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's, that's, a, that's you know what? That's, that's true. actually true. That's not incorrect. Huh. <laughs> Welcome back to another Monday morning here on The Morning Show. Unlike last week, we will not be getting drunk this time. No, but no. It's not Mimosa Monday today, unfortunately. Mimosa was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Maybe we'll yeah. do that for like Christmas or something. Yeah. Oh, we could do like eggnog. No, eggnog in the morning. Oh. That's a little too heavy. Mm -hmm. That would be like... Uh, doing that and then we would take a nap for like four hours <laughs> scary's three drinks in he's like wait 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 we're not getting are we not getting drunk um thank you to everyone who is showing up uh of course we record this show live on twitch twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly every monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday 10 a.m eastern uh so for everyone live in the chat thank you so much and for everyone watching later on youtube and the podcast feed we appreciate you just as much. Absolutely. We totally understand that we do this when normal people have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, called out. Um... <laughs> um, Y'all, we have a lot of fun news today, but we thought that we would start with uh, the... Sony dropped a beautiful trailer on us this morning, and so we are going to sit back, relax, and start our day with the brand new trailer for... Um, what's it called? Spider-Man? Spider-Man! Spider-Man! Miles Morales. Jesus. Am I drunk? Quite possibly. Alright, here we go, y'all. Here we go. Okay. Boom. Let's make this a little bit bigger. Just so that... Oh, oh. no. I just moved everything. How I broke the stream. Professional. Broke professional. the stream. There we go. Oh, yes. There we go. <laughs> make it big! I don't think y'all are ready for this. I do not think... I'm gonna put my headphones in first because I want to hear it. Oh, boom. <gasps> Look at that boy. <laughs> That's what she said, literally. I don't know if I'm ready to fly solo. You gotta take the oath. I promise to do everything in my power to protect this city. I promise. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I think North Trooper... North Trooper just pulled his sponsorship. <laughs> right. He's like, no, I'm gonna burn that PlayStation 5 now. I wanted to thank you, both of you. You need to lay low. Don't trust anybody, and don't take off that mask. Wow. This message is from Rockstar. The underground will stop it. They need you. Miles, what's the underground doing? They're after new form. Tinkerer! Oof. Big oof. Kind of sad and disappointed, but... Krieger. You think you can beat the Tinker? I cannot wait to fight that Rhino. Spider-Man thing figured out, something goes wrong. Miles, our family doesn't give up. Whenever you say Spider-Man, you always mean the other one. You're Spider-Man. You can fix this. Hell yeah, Genki. Oh, yeah. What a bop. 
It's so, it's so pretty. It looks incredible. Oh my god. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, if I wasn't already super excited. Oh, I pause it too soon. <gasps> Spider cat! Did you see that bit? Here, we're gonna go back on that for Ariel really quick because we know she loves the kitties. No, don't. Don't autoplay. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a look at that. Look at the kitty. <gasps> Spider cat! Gives him a little boop on the nose. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Well, if I wasn't already excited. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what? I gotta say, I is know. that in-game graphics? I'm not sure that it is. Oh, good call. Good yeah, call. Like, we don't need to put it Not back. sure that that's in-game graphics, uh, Miller, but I will say that yeah. the, the look of the game is really impressive to me. Yeah. They've managed to keep um, a, a lot of the visual aspect of the first game, uh, but just improve upon it without making the world look different. Yeah. It does look like it fits in the same PS4. Uh, the same world as the PS4 Spider-Man in a way that I'm, I'm really excited for. That was a game, obviously, that I, I played through twice. I played through the first time, and then I did the new game plus, mm -hmm. um, the hard mode of that. Um, it, it, and it was, you know, a, a really, really exciting experience. It was a really fun game that I felt um, I connected to in a lot of ways. The storytelling in the Insomniac Spider-Man universe is really solid <laughs> like yeah. really emotional intense video game storytelling that you don't see a lot of times from these kind of um third party um you know we're, we're trying to make a buck off of a yeah. game kind of games yeah for sure um that's not what this is this is like this is a labor of love and i can see that like that love is still there yeah for sure i i think that a lot of people are really loving um, the story character driven games right now. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's like, um, you know, Last of Us 2, I think, proved that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm really excited to see, uh, to, yeah, to see how much they, uh, how much they rely on it's Spider-Man and it's gonna like look good. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think it looks like, it looks like the story is gonna be really solid. And I think that that just like, that just like tips you over the edge and gives you like a solid game um and it also helps with replayability totally you know that story experiencing again it, it, it will never be like it is the first time mm -hmm. but it's still like you still have that appreciation and that love for it i think i uh i, I was really happy to see genki um the character who, if you watch, if you've never, if you've never read a Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man comic book, and you've only ever um, seen the MCU movie, mm -hmm. Ned from the MCU is very much based on Genki, Miles Morales' okay. best friend. So much so that when the Spider-Man came out, people were kind of like, why would you steal that character from Miles Morales and give him to Peter Parker? Right. Um, uh, but to see the way that they're portraying Genki in this game is really exciting to me. That's mm -hmm. a character that I really love. I've always really connected to, like, the best friends of superheroes. Yeah. Because in their stories, they seem more relatable to me in a lot of cases. Oh, for sure. Um, and, you know, uh, when Genki, that line where he's like, when you say Spider-Man, you always mean the other one, but you are Spider-Man. Yeah. That was the moment of the trailer for me, really. Yeah. Like, that was the moment yes, where I was like, oh, yes you, are. you get what the storytelling of this character has to be. Yeah. And I am going to slide into this story and it's going to be like a nice hot tub and I'm just going to like feel the bubbles and have a little smile on my face. Um, yeah. And on top of that, 
Insomniac has created an action system for the Spider-Man powers that is, it's just real. It's tactile. Mm -hmm. The controller in your hands when you're controlling Spider-Man, you get it. Like, you're like, oh yeah, I am Spider-Man right now. They've, in the same way that Rocksteady managed to make that work for Batman okay. with the Arkham games, um, Insomniac figured out a way to, in a lot of ways, <laughs> make Arkham action, let's be honest. Um, Arkham created a combat system that everyone is now copying. Yeah. Um, or at least they improved a combat system to a point that everyone wants to copy it. Mm -hmm. But the way that they translated that to the Spider-Man character is so strong, and I'm so excited to jump into it again with, um, with this game. Yeah, yeah, that looks it. Yeah, it looks incredible. Um, we're it was on here. I think that we were talking about that. Um, the like, I, I believe we we're talking about like the swinging is going to be different. Uh no. So the there is a costume. They they've made a costume for um, from the movie, uh -huh. the into the Spider Verse movie mm -hmm. from uh, the Oscar winning. <clears throat> sorry, the Academy Award Best Animated Picture winning. Spider-Man and the Spider-Man, uh, the, the swinging of that suit mm -hmm. is in a reduced frame rate from the rest of the game, so that it looks like the oh. animation from the movie when you swing through New York. Oh, yeah. interesting. That is cool. So they've, uh, when you are in that costume, you are literally, that your character moves at a different speed than the rest of the game. Wow. To make your character look more like you are actually that Miles Morales from the movie. Gotcha. Which I don't know how. How? I don't know how they pulled that off. Very skilled um, people. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. That, that I cannot wait to see. Yeah. That yeah, is going to be very I, I want to see just that. That sounds so cool. Um, Madness QTV in the chat says, I think Assassin's Creed had the basics of that playstyle first, or at least for me. He's talking about the combat system. Yes. Uh, and you're not wrong. I think that Assassin's Creed definitely uh, was one of those games... I think there were a lot of games that had the... Um, they were on the frontier of that style. Of that style of combat in video games. Mm -hmm. I, I think Arkham managed to elevate that to something that f um, just felt um, more real world, if that makes sense. It felt tactile. Okay. Um, I think that there's a... It's similar to what God of War did with the axe in God of War. Um, mm -hmm. in, the, in the PS4 game, God of War, they actually made it so that the hammer on or sorry the axe on screen as it flies back to your hand there, there's a moment where right before it flies back to your hand the actual animation speeds up oh, right? okay and so what that does for the viewer of the screen the person playing the video game is that it looks like the axe hits your hand harder because it's fine it's fine it's fine and then it zooms into your hand right at the last second okay and so it's little things like that that they play with in these video games that make your mm -hmm. eye view the tactile experience of the combat different. Yeah. Um, and so Arkham took a, a style that Assassin's Creed made very popular and, and a few other games as well. Um, and they really took it to the next level. And now everyone is trying to copy that rock steady combat. Right. For sure. And so they they obviously came out uh, very close to one another? Very. Uh, no, no, no. Assassin's Creed is much older than is the Arkham games. Um, oh, I thought the Arkham games were older than maybe I think they are, but... Well, Assassin's Creed is a 20-year-old franchise at this point, though. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, for some reason, I thought that Arkham... I might have that wrong. I, I actually don't know when the first Arkham game came out. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed, y'all, we have been seeing a lot of Assassin's Creed this weekend, because apparently yeah. every other Twitch streamer got a copy, except us. 
Yeah, literally. We're not salty about it. We're not salty about it. It's fine. Um, it's been very whatever. fun to see uh, some friends uh, blowing up with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are just so excited for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I... Oh, God. I, here's the thing. Like, I've been um, uh, popping into some Valhalla streams just to, like... A, say hi to, like, people that I know yeah. and, like, B, you know, to kind of, like, suss out the game because mm-hmm. I am very excited for it. It looks so good. So, I I have a question, though. So, you have not played an Assassin's Creed game? No. You've never played a single one? Why is this one speaking to you? So, I, I definitely think that it came from watching you play Odyssey. Okay. And, um, and being involved in... Like, like, like you involved me in the story. You would Mm -hmm. tell, you'd be like, yo, this just happened. And like, I would watch you play it. And I, I would look at how the game kind of works. And, um, you know, I, I have a sense of how that game is laid out and Mm -hmm. the DLC. And like, it was really fascinating to me. Um, What's funny is, um, I wasn't streaming yet. No, you so weren't streaming. You, you were. This was her watching me play the video game, like sitting next to me at a desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was not on Twitch. This was literally like me, like over the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Like this is fucking dope. Like, yeah. like you know what I mean. Um, and I think that's really made the shift for me. I, because I, 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 you know, I know what Assassin's Creed is. I've heard mm-hmm. about the games. I, it's something that's been familiar in like my vocabulary, but not like, um, like I, I haven't actually had a chance to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really think that watching you play Odyssey and the fact that Valhalla is based on like, um, Nordic culture mm-hmm. is fascinating to me. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, I, there, yeah. there's rumors that you get to fight a dragon. And I want to, I want to fight a dragon. I know that it like breaks like the realism of the game, but like, I don't care. I want to be an assassin who like does the like, it's like my dream <laughs> dive off of the Eagle point onto a dragon. Yeah. And then I want to ride it. Yeah. <laughs> Models in the chat says Nordic things. Yeah. Well, honestly, I like, uh, I, ever since like I was younger, it's, um, you know, I've always really liked ancient Greek history mm-hmm. and I have really, um, gravitated toward like Nordic stories if yeah. that makes sense you know like those like legends and things and I find it really cool and I'm excited to see what they incorporate into Assassin's Creed yeah I mean you know you you just brought up watching me play Odyssey I uh spent Odyssey went on sale uh in April or May and I picked it up and then I proceeded to spend 110 hours in the game in the next three weeks yeah I was Holy obsessed. Granted, this was at a point in quarantine where we weren't streaming yet. We had nothing going on. Like, we were starting to go a little bit crazy. Yeah, we just um, spent two weeks in a room together, mm-hmm. quarantine, literally in, yeah. in a room in the house. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's fine, babe. It's fine. It's over. It's over. It's, <laughs> it's over. over. It's over. Um, and so, yeah, so so we, 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 we didn't really have any sense of direction at that point. So we just lost our jobs on the cruise ship. As actors, theater was completely shut down. And mm-hmm. we're like, um... Okay. So I dropped I, I dropped like, 110 hours of my time into Assassin's Creed Odyssey because uh, Greek culture has always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. I love stories of Greek gods. I, I'm a huge um, I, I love Greek histories. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game was just it was the immersive experience that I needed at the time. Yeah. Um, it, it was at the time when we we didn't have a morning show, so <laughs> Arielle used to sleep in, and I would get up at eight o'clock in the morning, and she would sleep until like noon because we would stay up late. Like it's not yeah. like yeah. Uh, it's not like she was sleeping for 10 hours, she, you know. Well, some days. But uh, <laughs> I would I would literally get up at 8 o'clock in the morning to go downstairs and go, like, just hunt bears in the Greek wilderness. Like, that game yeah. just, 
it was such an experience for me mm-hmm. and one that I really, really loved. And so to, yeah. to know that I'm getting North Wolf with the subs. Okay. Thank North you Wolf. so much, North. Holy crap, Oh my dude. God, so many people are so pale. Thanks, we have Panther Sweat. <laughs> we have Liza Bear. We have Lil Chris Sunshine. And oh my God, it's moving too fast. The Tactical chat is so hype. And Madness. Madness QTV. Yes. Thank you for that, North Wolf. Oh my God. Hey, I am so pale. I uh, right before, <laughs> right before. So, say it. so, so, I literally told so David, pale. I was like, oh, we she we need to change our like gifted sub package alert so that it doesn't they just play the same alert over and over again. It's just a new alert and it plays once and it's fine. And David was like, uh, it. no, no, it's whatever. We don't have time to do that right now. So we'll, we'll we'll do it afterwards because nothing, it's not gonna happen. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, well, well. If I'm a sub, I might as well follow Madness QTV. Thank you for that follow. Thank you, friend. I appreciate that. Um, all right. Um, dude, well, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, North Thank Wolf. you so much for gifting those subs. I really appreciate it. Um, we <laughs> raided into North Wolf well, after our yeah. Star Wars Sunday stream last night. Yeah. And, uh, that was very fun. He was having a very hype stream. Yes. Um, and Dagon, thank you for handling that shout out. We always appreciate you, our friend. Um, uh, North Wolf 911 if you guys are not following him on the Twitch, go give him a follow. He is yeah. a very entertaining streamer who I did not know until last night. Yeah. Um, he's also king of the stream deck. Right? I, I think you were using a stream deck. Or you have some other program, but you or were like you were bouncing between fire. sounds. Like, you Oh, it, yeah. It was smooth. <laughs> you were like a DJ, but of the stream deck. Yeah. It was... We, lo- we loved it. We're like, oh, we need to get a stream deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I was like so, on Amazon like... Elgato, if you want to sponsor. <laughs> just saying. Elgato. But only send us a stream deck because we already own every other product that you make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just need the stream deck. Um, Assassin's Creed... Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. Loved the game. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Assassin's Creed Valhalla to me looks like the version of that that, um, the, the version of that that I want to, that I, what I want the next experience in that world to be, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, I know every, the joke has always been that everyone wants to see Assassin's Creed Feudal Japan. That yes. kind of happened with Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima, which I also did want to play. As, like, it looked very cool. Yeah, once we get a PS5, we will play Ghost We're of Tsushima. We're going to get all the games, guys. Um, we We're just need no to figure money. out how that's going to happen. Credit um, cards. I'm going to be online tomorrow. Instead of streaming tomorrow, I will be online trying to... Or no, maybe that'll be the first hour of my stream, is you can come watch me get disappointed as I do not get a PS5. So Wait, the PS5 comes up out on the 12th. Never mind. 12th. The PS5 yeah. comes out on Friday. <laughs> Um, yeah. Miller, what would you say is the big, biggest single upgrade to Valhalla? Here's the thing, Miller. I have not... Here's... Okay. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I have no idea. And here's why. There are people playing it on Twitch. I am not going to watch it. There have been gameplay videos on YouTube. I am not going to watch them. I have only seen the cinematic trailers mm-hmm. because there is no way I'm letting <clears throat> a single moment of this game be spoiled. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I am so excited to play through this Norse adventure. I do not want to know. Yeah. I don't want to see someone else do it. I want it to be my experience completely from the beginning, and I will be avoiding literally everything about it until it comes out. Yeah, which yeah. is totally fair. I mean, I like I said, I've seen a little bit of the gameplay because I wanted to say hi to people that I knew who were playing it. Um, but I, I really didn't... I tried not to, like, watch... Like, pay attention to the game, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, I was there to, to say hi to the streamer and check in on them and support. Um, and But, yeah, I, I, I really... Here's the thing, you're going to end up streaming it first, and I may not be in those streams at all. That's fine. Because I, I don't want it to be spoiled. Just like, you yeah. know, you didn't want Subnautica to be spoiled I, in I, my streams. I completely and, agree. 
Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I, I hope, yeah. uh, you know, everyone's going to be streaming it. So um, have fun, everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's funny, right? Because we have a lot of, uh, you know, part of being a Twitch streamer is connecting with other Twitch streamers mm -hmm. and being a viewer and other streamers' Twitches. Yeah. And this is a week where I feel like no one's going to be in anyone else's streams. Um, like uh, Scary Daydream, a really good friend of ours. Uh, I'm not going to watch your streams this week, Scary. I love you, um, and you're 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 a, you're someone I consider a, a true friend. But I will not watch your Valhalla streams, just as I don't expect you to watch mine. Um, although you might watch mine because Scary Daydream plays through games fast, and he will get through it faster than I do. So he'll just watch me catch up. Thank you, Foxley. For the Empire, Foxley. Um, I just wanted to address <clears throat> quickly that Raven asked if we had a P.O. box. We don't at this time, but uh, Raven, if you want to send me a uh, message either on Discord or on Twitch, um, please do either Nat Nerdy Nightly or Cars to Cars, and we'll chat. Um, all right, folks. We have we, we are what? We're like 20 minutes into the show. Uh -huh. We have not discussed either of our two, two um, <laughs> main topics, our title topics. Yeah. Do you want to get to the controversial one first or the fun one first? I think we save the fun one for last. Great. So we end on like a All right, folks, positive note. We're going to start with your broccoli. Um, <laughs> I love broccoli. I know, get I know out but of it's, here. The, it's the it's the it's the same, you know. If you if you want to get to the fun part, you have to eat your broccoli. All right. We found out uh, days ago. This is old news at this point. It's yeah, it's old news, but we don't we don't do the nerdy nightly show or the morning show over the weekend. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about it now. It's, it is Johnny Depp time. Uh, Johnny Depp, for those of you who do not know, broccoli on pizza. My favorite topping. Just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. That, you dropped that in North. I did. I did. Yeah. I'm telling you, try it. It'll change your life. Broccoli on pizza, y'all. Uh, here's, here's what you got to do though. A you got to do chicken broccoli on pizza. Awesome, Beck. Thank you for the follow. Thank you for the follow. Per per Appreciate that, friend. It's rain. It's <laughs> Rain. Um, I do not think people want us to talk about Johnny Depp. I, I think people are trying to push it off. <laughs> They're like, no, we're talking about pizza. No. Um, all right. So, yeah, we don't do the nightly morning show on the weekend. And so we have not discussed this yet. But mm. as people who are um, as people who are lovers of um, of people. <laughs> yeah. Who are uh, compassionate and empathetic. This is an interesting story, right? Because we found out over the weekend that Johnny Depp, the... Um, character uh, the the actor who was playing the character of Grindelwald in Gellert Fantastic Grindelwald Beasts. in Fantastic Beasts franchise has exited the series. Yes, he was asked to leave by Disney. By Warner Brothers. Mm, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Disney does. <laughs> um yeah, Sorry. Warner Brothers. No, 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 you're fine. Uh <laughs> Warner Brothers asked uh Johnny Depp to leave after he lost a uh case. Uh involving um some abuse claims from his past marriage to Amber Heard, yep. the actress. Yeah. And he uh, agreed to do that. Yep. And it's interesting um, for a lot of reasons. One, the the case that he lost was simply... Um, it was like a slander claim. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the events that actually transpired. Mm -hmm. This, so this, the, the uh, news source, I believe that's in the UK... Um, basically called him a wife beater in the mm -hmm. title, um, and 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 he feels that it was slanderous because there's there was no evidence, and they had no reason to be doing that. Whereas the uh, reporters, the the company, the uh, the the Sun, this was it, the Sun. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. Um. So so they felt like they uh they had enough. I don't want to say evidence, but they had enough of a reason to uh, put that as their headline. 
Um, and so that's what that battle was. It had nothing to do with events that actually transpired. Yeah, and the cases, uh, the, the claims are, the, the claims against him are complicated, right? The, the, the legal battle between him and Amber Heard yes. is such a, it's difficult, right? Because it's taking place in the public eye mm-hmm. uh, and people have opinions on it based on, you know, what we hear as the public. Mm-hmm. And I'm always trying, I, I do try and be careful to not feel like I understand what's going on in people's personal lives. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's, that's impossible. Yeah. Like. Um, and so it, it's really tough. It, it, it's really, really tough. There's no, it, because the majority of the people paying attention to this case ha- do not know these people. Mm-hmm. It becomes really difficult because we all kind of, uh, especially now with the internet, we I feel like a lot of people find a camp and they just sit in that camp and then we have these like different ideologies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about this move that is so fascinating to me, right, is it's bizarre to me that Warner Brothers jumped on Johnny Depp so quickly. And I'm not saying it yeah. isn't the right move. Uh, well, especially because, like, the actual, like, allegations against him are not, like, we still don't really know what happened as far as I know. Uh, the, but the, I, see, I don't want to get into that because that's speculative. Yeah. We yeah. don't know. What, I'm, what I would prefer to talk about about this is that Warner Brothers seems to be trying to do damage control for the Fantastic Beasts franchise, but, but did with... nothing when Ezra Miller choked that fan. Mm-hmm. When, nothing, when Ezra Miller choked a child... To the ground on video, yep. like video that we it's, have. Yeah, this is not even speculative at Wa- this point. Warner Brothers did nothing. Nothing. And in fact, Ezra Miller is still coming back, and yeah, Ezra Miller. <laughs> J.K. Rowling received, no. is still going to get money from this movie. So for yeah. it, my, what I think is so bizarre is I'm like, why are what? Why are you playing damage control? If you yeah. wanted to play damage control, you should have been playing damage control five months ago when Ezra yeah. Miller choked you a woman out. You are late. You are late to the party. You kind of missed the boat here. Like yeah. the Warner Brothers idea that they're going to have like the moral high ground on Fantastic Beasts because they asked Johnny Depp to leave because he was accused of something. Yeah. But didn't. Ask Ezra Miller to leave when he did it on camera. I yeah. don't understand. I know. It makes no sense to me. And, like, you know, J.K. Rowling has clearly made some problematic tweets and statements. And I think that, like, the, you know, um, we've talked about it, Shin, as well, that uh, we're not going to continue supporting that yeah. franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we already, like, we're not. Yeah. And now, maybe, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're seeing that people actually, like, care about this. And so they're like, okay, next time we got to be on it. But it just, it feels so late. It feels, it feels very late. And honestly, you know, the Fantastic Beast franchise was, it was fine. Yeah. Let's be honest. It was fine. fine. It's it wasn't, nostalgic. It, it wasn't, you know, it, it didn't do anything for Harry Potter that was new, unfortunately. And I think that's yeah. the biggest problem with it. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't think that this PR move is going to save this from the no. next steps of this franchise. No, nobody cares at this point. Yeah. Like, like Johnny Depp was not the hill to make that decision on whatever that turn of phrase is. The like, hill to he, die on. Yeah, yeah. You, you, sorry, you are late. You are yeah. so late. The, missing it with the Ezra Miller move is such a, it, it is bizarre to well, me. Well, and here's the thing. Like, we talked about this, um, with, was it... With the fandom? Fandom. With fandom. We were like, oh, are they going to address any of this? Because, like, Ezra Miller was doing stuff for that. Like, he he was was public in it. And nobody said anything. And we were like... Yeah. 
I'm sorry. There's a video of this dude choking a child. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's really interesting. It's really, yeah. really interesting because Warner Brothers is embroiled in just scandal after scandal with some of these actors and with J.K. Rowling. And, you know, you have to wonder, the, here, let's just be very honest. Fantastic Beasts 2 was not financially the hit that they wanted. Yeah, oh, for It was sure. not the success that they wanted it to yeah. be. Fantastic Beast 1 wasn't even really the success that they wanted it to be, right? Yeah, like, they did when you right. Like, when you're launching the follow-up to Harry Potter, you, you want it to be a billion-dollar movie. Oh, yeah. The Harry Potter movies were billion-dollar movies. Um, and so, you know, Fantastic Beast wasn't that. Fantastic Beast 2 did worse than Fantastic Beast 1. Yeah. And now you have to wonder, like, what, what could they possibly do to, you know, turn this ship around now? Stop. Um, I genuinely, you know, I think that unless they can, unless, you know, J.K. Rowling somehow makes a statement, um, and like very publicly changes her ways, I think that the next Fantastic Beast movie will be a controversial, unceasing internet fight until it comes out and then it will do okay. Well, first of all... There will be enough people that go see it that it'll do okay, but it's not going to be Yeah, it's going to do okay because, you know, they have the Harry Potter name on it and Mm -hmm. people will... Stick to that until they die. Um, but here's the thing. Like, A, there's all this controversy around people in the movie and people in the creative process mm-hmm. and people on the highest levels. Also, <laughs> based on the reveal at the end of the second Fantastic Beast movie, I wouldn't really want to go back and see the third one anyways. Like, I just don't think that, like, they're doing the right things if they want these movies to be successful. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be way too fanservice-y. Um, putting in stuff that does not make sense, you know, like, yeah. Can, can I jump in though? Because yeah. they're trying to be fan servicey, but they're also ignoring, and, and partially I they're think They're ignoring it's, the lore. They're, but they're ignoring the lore. Like, as a fan, and look, here's the thing, here's the truth. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I, I want to be very clear that I love and support the trans community, right? Yeah. I, I want to be very clear about that. There mm-hmm. is, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge, um, um, advocate and lover of the trans community. I will also say that I, I still do love... Harry Potter from the perspective of the experiences and the friendships and the relationships in my life that have been built around that franchise. And there are things, uh, you know, I will not, um, going forward be supporting JK Rowling financially in any way. And I'm not going to be purchasing any Harry Potter merchandise or anything like that. Any, anything Harry Potter related we acquire in the future will be not affiliated officially. It'll be like Etsy handmade, like nothing, nothing that supports her in any way from now on. And, um, you know, I, and we want to be clear about that, but I do, I, I, I still love Harry Potter. I still, you know, it's still a huge part of my life. I can never go back and think about my childhood without the connection to Harry Potter. Yeah, you can't separate them because it, for, for people our age, it was such an, mm-hmm. in, like a huge part of our growing up. Well, and I think of being a Gryffindor as being a part of my identity. You yeah. know, like that's that's something that like I've, I've associated with for so long now. For sure. It is, it is very tough to see the people who are shepherds, the, the official shepherds of this franchise being so destructive with it, mm-hmm. while at the same time, the, the unofficial shepherds of this franchise, the, the podcasters, um, um, the, 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 the loving community online, who have really been the people who have taken this franchise and made it such an important part of the world, I think, mm-hmm. they are shepherds of acceptance and love. And, and yeah, it's just very interesting. It's very interesting to um, to think about uh, the community that this work managed to build mm-hmm. and the way that it's almost destroying itself right now. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I just, I don't know what's next. I, I really, I, I really don't know what's next for this movie. It's going to be, you know, I think that we're going to keep covering um, it from a perspective of... Um, like the news. Uh, yeah, the news. But also I, I, in the hopes that certain people change their minds. Because uh, yeah. they could do a lot of good for a lot of um, minorities in the world if they change their minds. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, we can only hope that people grow and decide to get better. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to hope for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. But, uh, yeah, this is, um, this one's this one's tough just because of everything else that's gone on with it. Um, I also, uh, there was someone in the chat, I'm sorry, I've forgotten who, uh, but made the point that, um, um, that, um, I don't believe there's anything in regards to Amber Heard being asked to step away from Aquaman in any sense. No. Like, this is definitely just on Johnny Depp, um, Mm -hmm. from this particular franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's just very interesting to see the choices that these companies have made, who to... who to ignore their controversies and who to, you yeah. know, bring, like, the ban hammer in Twitch well, but, terms. But like, here's the thing, like, Johnny Depp wasn't fired after his court case with Amber Heard. No. And Amber Heard wasn't fired after her court case with Johnny Depp. No. This is a separate case about slander. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see, because Aquaman 2 is not in production right now. Yeah. Um, I think that Fantastic Beasts 3, I think their goal was to go into production very soon. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't know the behind-the-scenes schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as we'll talk about in our next story. But, um, the yeah, it's I, I think that uh, the, when that case happened, they weren't looking at things like this, and clearly now they are. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is interesting, though, because how do you recast? Like... And who do you cast? I, I say go back to Colin Farrell, because he was so good in the first one. If there's one yeah. thing I will say about the Fantastic Beast movie, Colin Farrell as um, the villain in the first movie is excellent. Yeah. He's, he's so good. He's such a good actor. So good that when they made the reveal at the end of the movie that Johnny Depp was going to be Grindelwald, I was like, damn it. You're like, no. Couldn't you have just like, had Colin Farrell's hair go white and yeah. just be like, yeah. Yeah. Colin Farrell's also really hot. Absolutely. Do I talk about how men are hot too much on the show? I think there's like a new one a few times a week. So there's a few times a week. Yeah, the nightly morning show. Come to hear which men David wants to make out with. Um, <laughs> David tell his wife which men he wants to make out with. Guys, that'll be next Mimosa Monday. <laughs> um, okay, quick question. If it yeah. couldn't be, if it couldn't be Colin, who who would you say? In an ideal world, all of this was dust mm-hmm. in the wind, and they were casting Fantastic Beasts for the very first time. Who, Who would, would you imagine Grindelwald? as Grindelwald? Um, that's tough, right? Because it has to be someone around Jude Law's age. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, if it, I, I, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Oh, I would love that so much. Since we, oh, um, yeah, that's great. Uh, I would say, um, I, you know what, this is going to be so cliched right now because uh-huh. we, we just watched Sherlock, but Benedict Cumberbatch, Ooh, I think Benedict Cumberbatch yes. would be an incredible Gellert Grindelwald. Yes. Um, I think mm-hmm. that that would have been fun. Um, Love it. Right? He's mm-hmm. just, he's so good. He's so good in everything he does. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like other British, you know who actually would be a great Grindelwald would be the guy who, um, plays, um, I don't know the actor's name. But the guy who plays Mycroft on Sherlock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has yeah. that like intelligent, like he's the kind of actor I could see giving that intelligent, 
but like charming enough speech that you like get on board with something that you're not on board with. Yeah, he was also mm-hmm. the head of the Iron Bank in Game of Thrones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he would actually be a really interesting choice for a role like that. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. would like to see him work more. I really love him. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, I really hope that Miller is joking with that who is Nathan Fillion. Oh my god, did my brother, my did my blood just ask who Nathan Fillion was in the chat? Yeah, unfortunately. Miller, have you not seen Firefly? Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> oh, no, Dark Dispatch. We were we were explicitly... Uh, Dark Dispatch saying some of these people may not want to work on a JKR project. No, we were we explicitly were saying, saying if that was it, off the table, if that was not a problem. In a world where this did not happen, yeah. if we were in our own little parallel universe that was a lovely, happy place, yeah. who would... Who if would we, we were in 2015 when we did not yet know that certain people had bad ideas about the world. Yeah, 100%. Um... <laughs> Uh, Sensui says he's busy being a Doctor Strange in the MCU. That is true, because he's going to be, uh, Doctor Strange is going to be in the third Spider-Man film, as well as his own yeah. movie. Uh, and honestly, y'all, uh, don't quote me on this, but I'm willing to bet that he's going to appear in, uh, the multiverse. Uh, in, uh, sorry, in WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. I would love that. Um, Mark Gaddis is the person who played Minecraft. Thank you, Muddles. Thank you, Muddles Mark for that. Gaddis played Minecraft in Sherlock Holmes. He is. He's so good in that show, and I don't see him in enough things. Yeah, me neither. Although, yeah. um, I'm really upset that your brother's not seen Firefly, and you need to work on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Miller, watch Firefly. You'd like it. You'd like it. It's Charles cool. Dance. He's too old. Because mm, if, if, yeah, if, if we're playing, like, Grindelwald versus Jude Law, if we're keeping Jude Law keeping as Dumbledore. If keeping the same age, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Charles Dance, ver- Charles Dance would be a great um, older villain. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I don't know. Yeah, I love that blind here. I think he's uh, he's fantastic. But you're right. I think the age difference between him and if if they were ever if if we could ever get to a point where like socially it was um you know if J.K. Rowling changed her point of view and we moved on and like we were able to come back to this franchise in an honest way and in a in a way that wasn't harmful to trans people. Yeah. And they were to do an aged up show of like Harry Potter when he's like 50. Charles Dance as uh, Draco Malfoy would be incredible. Ooh, yes. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. Like the next generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. You guys. You guys. Y'all. Friends. We have new news about a new... Uh, show. Mm-hmm. We've heard about it, right? We know James Gunn made The Suicide Squad, which is both a sequel and not a sequel to the movie that is just Very called confusing. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, it's the same movie without the the, uh, but it's going to be a better movie. Um, <laughs> I'm calling it now, folks. <laughs> I'm calling yeah. it now. I think you're um, right. And that is not a diss at David Ayer. David Ayer, if you ever see this for some reason, you're, you're so talented. Keep making movies. I love Fury so much. I love Fury so, 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 so much. And I hope that the next time you make a superhero movie, you get the prep time that you need to actually, you know, spend more than six weeks writing the script. That's fair. But James Gunn's Suicide Squad features John Cena. John Cena! As Peacemaker. Do you know who Peacemaker is? I do not. Peacemaker is, um, like Captain America. He loves peace so much that he's willing to kill you to achieve it. He is a, like, insane character. He will kill anyone to achieve to achieve peace, right? Okay. Played by John Cena, which is going to be amazing. Like, John Cena was born for this role. Yeah, right? truly. John Cena does not need to work out to be a superhero. He already, he looks... He is, yeah, yeah he's yeah. good. He's good. So there, when we, we knew that he was going to be in the movie, which I'm very excited about, but we also found out that there's going to be a television show based on Peacemaker. Um, I thought... 
wrongly that we were going to see this Peacemaker movie start filming after the Suicide Squad comes out. I figured that that would make sense. They would put out the movie, see how it does, and then they would start filming the show. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, James Gunn posted on Instagram that he received an Xbox Series X from uh, Microsoft as yeah. a gift. And he posted this Instagram that said, uh, very grateful for this gift. I, I'm paraphrasing. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm very grateful for this gift. It came at a difficult time because he's currently working on two movies, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and the, uh, finishing up Suicide, The Suicide Squad. Sorry. Right. That's going to be so weird. The Suicide That yeah. Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. Yeah, I hate it. Um, and the TV show... But he's, he wrote in his post, maybe I will have time for this during my mandatory two-week quarantine before we start on Peacemaker. So this show that I thought was going to film sometime hey. next year is going into production in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? People, like, people are like trying to make new content happen, which mm-hmm. it makes me happy. I'm very glad. This sounds like, this sounds like very kind of like the boys type hero. Interesting. You know, uh, yeah, I, I think that there's a world, if it wasn't being made by HBO Max, I think that there would be a chance of that. I think that because it's HBO Max, it is going to feel more like a superhero. Well, actually, kind of. I don't know. I I'm don't just know. curious. Like, the way you describe that person to me sounds mm-hmm. like a character from The Boys. That's that's interesting, right? Because we are also, I, I have a feeling because of when they're filming the show, we're going to get it at the same time as The Boys Season 3, which will feature Soldier Boy which is an alternate take on Captain America as well. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting that you have these kind of two characters who might come out around the same time. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Soldier Boy in the comics isn't very much like Peacemaker, but what they're saying about Soldier Boy for the television show for season three of The Boys is going to be more like what I imagine Peacemaker is. Yeah. And it's going to be really, it's going to be really interesting. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, right? Because... Yeah. We we don't know what any of these HBO Max DCEO shows are going to look like. We also don't want, know what any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe shows are going to look like on Disney+. Plus. We haven't seen yeah. any of them yet. Captain Winter Soldier, uh, or uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, um, Loki. Uh, Loki just got a second season announcement. Um, and I didn't even know that was a show, and now I need to watch it. Yeah, Loki doesn't, Loki hasn't even premiered. They're going to a second season. Um, and then on the uh, HBO Max side, we have Green Lanterns. Um, we have, um, obviously the ones from DC Universe, Harley Quinn, Titans, um, and, uh, Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, with this Green Lanterns and with this Peacemaker show, and the Batman show, that's the other one, the the one that's tied into Matt Reeves' Batman movie, we're getting all of these, what are supposedly going to be high-budget, like, premium-style Netflix, Marvel, you know, like, Daredevil-style television shows. Yeah. But we haven't received any of them yet. Yeah. We haven't seen any of them yet. And I'm so curious, like, are they going to go more towards what Mandalorian is doing for Star Wars? Are they going to tie in more um, mm-hmm. the way that, like, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tried to do at the beginning of their show? Are they going to be completely separate, but, like, pretend that they're tied in, like the Marvel Netflix shows did? Yeah. And uh, obviously the MCU ones don't have that option as much, mm-hmm. because, like, WandaVision is leading into... We, we, we know that WandaVision is going to lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, we know that at some point we're going to get a Captain America movie starring Sam Wilson. There's no, there's no way they're not going to make the black Captain America movie. That would be insane. Yeah. That would actually be insane to me that you don't give, you, you have like one of 
the best movie stars as far as like acting talent and star quality in Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. there's no way Marvel doesn't give him a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would just, it would, it would be irresponsible. Yeah. It would be irresponsible of Marvel to, in the next three years, not at least start filming the movie where Captain America is a black man. It would, d- d- don't mess up. Don't, don't just give him don't a TV be- show. Yeah. Give him a freaking movie. Um, and so, you know, I'm curious to see what all these are going to be. And I'm very curious to see Peacemaker. Cause yeah. Because Peacemaker, like, Suicide Squad is tied into the DCEU, but it's kind of not, because it's not a sequel to Suicide... The Suicide Squad... I don't even know. <laughs> Guys, we can't keep it straight. DC, you've made it so complicated. Seriously. I don't, I don't even try to understand. I'm just like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, I just, I can't. Like, I can't keep it all straight in my head. We should have a cork board that should be our background about how the DC DC movies works. Like, it would be a hot mess. And then it's just me looking like, um, Charlie from, uh, It's Always Sunny. Like, you guys. Yeah. Maybe I'll make a, maybe I'll make a YouTube video where I try to explain the, the multiverse. Please do. I would love that. And it's just me getting, like, sweatier and, like, more insane over the course of, like, 20 minutes. And, like, your beard is growing longer. (laughs) It is growing in real time. Um, okay. I have a question. Yes. So, you know, about, like, two-ish years ago, a lot of the talk around these kind of things was that people were superheroed out. And... Yes, superhero fatigue. Yeah. And... And, and at the time, I thought so. I was like, yeah, you know what? There's a lot of superhero movies. I think, you know, mm-hmm. give it a break, move on. I think, yeah, people want to see some other stuff. And now I feel like there's so much more superhero content. Like, they're like, nope, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Do you think that that is harmful? Like, do you, do you think people are, like, have superhero fatigue? No. no. Here's the thing. All right. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to be very clear about this. Superhero fatigue is nonsense. Alright. And here's why. Superheroes are not a genre. People talk about the superhero genre. Superheroes are not a genre. Mm-hmm. The Marvel Cinematic Universe are not superhero movies. They are comedies. And th- Seth Rogen basically said as much. He's like, how am I supposed to compete in cinemas with a comedy when Marvel has $200 million to make their comedy and I have 15 Yeah. Marvel movies are comedies. They're the only comedies that are making money right now yeah. in movies. And we go to them because they're comedies with fun action in them. Yeah. DC movies are bad or they're dramas. Sorry. <gasps> wow. Okay. Batman right. v Superman is a bad movie. A fight me on it, internet. Um, and no, the Ultimate Edition doesn't make it better. Um, <laughs> there, oh my God. Okay. There, mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. there is no such thing as a superhero genre. Yeah. The Joker, the, the, the Joaquin Phoenix movie that is a billion dollar grocer. One of the highest grossing movies of all time if you yeah. consider profit. And might be the highest grossing all, movie of all time if you consider profit as being like return on investment. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman <coughs> isn't a, isn't a, like, isn't a comedy though. Wonder Woman is a drama. Wonder Woman is like an action, is a true like dramatic movie about yeah. war and about loss. Like there are moments in Wonder Woman that are really, really sad. Yeah. Um, and are really genuinely like um, moving, honest pieces of dramatic cinema. The the way that they handle the 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 sniper with PTSD, like there are things in that movie that are dramatic. And so yeah, when you when you take the idea of the superhero movie, the superheroes are characters. 
And you can put them in different genres and keep this going forever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mandalorian is successful because it is a Western in space, right? The same reason that Firefly was successful. People like the stereotypes and the tropes of Western cinema, of the, the idea of Westerns. Uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy was mm-hmm. a hardcore comedy that was successful because it was a hardcore comedy, not yeah. because it was superheroes. And so when people say yeah. like, I have superhero fatigue, and then, because there was a huge, there was a huge push. They were like, all right, Infinity War and Endgame are out. Superhero fatigue, we're done. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is done. We did it. It was fun. And then Spider-Man Far From Home came out and it was a giant hit. And people I know, were like... it was so good. Like... <laughs> because Spider-Man Far From Home was a coming-of-age movie. Yes. It was a movie about a kid dealing with the loss of his father figure. Mm-hmm. And so it was successful because it fit into a genre and there are superhero characters in it. But when yeah. superhero movies at their best have superheroes in them but fit into other genres and have emotional stakes that bring us into them that all go beyond the powers of the character. For sure. Yeah, I definitely think <clears throat> if you rely on your character being mm-hmm. a super person, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it does not make for a good movie. Absolutely not. No. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's boring because they're just gods. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Deadpool would have still been funny. But Deadpool, Deadpool like... is a hardcore comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, the, the genre of Deadpool is comedy. Yeah. And they, even the action, because, you know, when I think of an action movie, when I think of something as the genre being action, the action is taken seriously in it. Yeah. Like, when I talk about, like, you know, um, I'm trying to think, I can't even think of a hardcore action movie right now. Expendables, right? The mm. action is the focus. Yeah. Deadpool, they could give two shits about the action. Yeah, They yeah, throw yeah. the action out the window for a joke every single chance they get. That movie is a comedy. Absolutely. It's a superhero movie in the sense that there are superheroes in it. But yeah. it is a comedy. Yeah. Um, and so when people talk about superhero fatigue, I think it's people who don't like superheroes. And if you don't like superheroes, I am so sorry that that has dominated our culture. I'm so sorry that the nerds have won. We took over. <laughs> the nerds have won. Sorry about it. Um, I, I totally get it. If you don't like superheroes, it must be tough to look at what is coming up as far as movies and realize like the biggest movies of the next two years are Batman, Suicide Batman. Squad, The Eternals. If you're not a superhero fan and you're hearing that the fucking Eternals are coming, I'm sorry. I don't know how to explain The Eternals to you. I, I don't even know how to explain it to my wife. You know what I mean? The Eternals right. are going to be great. Kumail Nanjiani is ripped out of his mind. The dude is jacked. <laughs> he is so hot now. Um, Get s- it. Sorry about it. Um, if Wonder you, Woman's coming out. Wonder Woman 2. Like, yeah. The big movies now, they're all superhero movies because yeah. we like them. Yeah, we As do. a culture, no, we like them. totally fair. I just, I asked because, you know, I, there was definitely a point, mm-hmm. um, you know, in my life where I heard this term superhero fatigue and I was like, yeah... Yeah, I kind of am, like, a little, like, superheroed out. I, I get that. And then I saw Spider-Man, and I was like, this is so good. You know what I mean? And then and then I saw Doctor Strange, and I was like, this is incredible. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, I, yeah, I just, I wanted to bring that up, and I was super curious because I, I know it's a term that's been thrown around a lot, and yet we are still getting more and more and more and more superhero stuff. Well, and the thing you've got to realize, though, thank you for this posture check, Zerbear. The thing you've got to realize is the media has been pushing this narrative of superhero fatigue mm-hmm. because they want to be the ones to call the end of this phase. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Look, we predicted it. They've been calling superhero fatigue for forever. Every time one superhero movie does poorly, superhero fatigue. Yeah. Not realizing that year over year, superhero properties are making more money every year. Yeah. 
And, and you know, part of that was Endgame last year, and this year they will obviously make less because Black Widow won't come out, and the only superhero movie that came out this year was Bloodshot, mm-hmm. which um, was, uh, it, it just, it, it came out and then immediately COVID hit, and so who knows what it would have actually done if it had had an actual theatrical release. Yeah. Um, it, Bloodshot came out the week before the theater shut down. Um, yeah. So they kind of got, you know, they got screwed there. Um, although Bloodshot did really well in Video On Demand at home. Um, there was a lot oh. of rental of Bloodshot at, in its post-release window. Okay, um, interesting. And a lot of people really enjoy that movie. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I would love to. I like the Bloodshot comics. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite shows, honestly, is um, Jessica Jones. Yeah. My, one of my favorite TV shows that I've watched in the last five years. Yeah, so people, people still love superhero content. And the fatigue side of it is brought up when bad superhero content comes out. Totally. And if it's good, nobody cares what... Here's the thing. I, I don't only watch superhero stuff, you know what I mean? I will watch anything if it's good. And as long as people make good superhero content, I'm going to keep watching it. If all the superhero content that comes out is bad, I'll stop watching it. I'm not, like, I'm not the kind of person that is, like, no, I identify with this genre to the point where, like, I'll watch you if it's bad. I'm not going to watch bad stuff, you yeah. know what I mean? But we're not getting bad stuff. We're getting better stuff. Matt Reeves is making a Batman movie, you guys. Do you know yeah. how freaking excited? Matt Reeves can direct freaking film matt reeves made me give a crap about monkeys like really i'm sorry apes sorry i don't mean to offend the primate community uh he made me care about apes in an emotional way that i was like what is happening to my heart um what what (laughs) um uh matt 79 the chat says are we ready for an avatar 2 3 or 4 are you excited at all for avatar sequels uh yeah. Hmm. Here's the thing. I really liked Avatar when I mm-hmm. saw it. I went and saw it in theaters, and it was the first time in a long time that people had, like, clapped. And I was mm. like, you know, like, it was, I, I thought it was really good. And I and then I watched it once, like, uh, a few months later, and I was like, yeah, this is still really good. And, but it's just kind of almost been too long for me. Yeah. I just don't really care about it anymore. Yeah, from a, like, franchise perspective, I understand that. Like, why would you care about Avatar? I'm excited for that movie, especially Avatar 2, mostly because of the technological advancements that they made to film it. True, Um, fair. James Cameron has always pushed the boundaries of what we can do with um, cinema Mm -hmm. in, in the technology. And so, from a story perspective, I don't care, really. You know, like they're bringing back, um, they're bringing back Sigourney Weaver's character, even though she died in the first one. Um, like, I, I don't really know yet what the okay. plot of the movie is going to be, so I don't really care about that. But from a perspective of wanting to know, just wanting to know what James Cameron spent ten years on, yeah, um, to see, you know, James Cameron, love him or hate him, and a lot of people hate him, but love him or hate him, he he has always put his time into advancing the technology of cinema. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know what that time was spent doing. I want to know what the advancements that he's made. I want to yeah. see this underwater filming that they did. Yeah, you know, like, we're it's definitely a movie we're going to watch. Mm-hmm. And, and not necessarily because we're super invested in the story. Because we want to see what he's doing 100%. and what this means for film moving forward. And, you know, the, it could be potentially groundbreaking. And, you know, like, that's, that's a really exciting thing. I, I honestly, I, I believe that even if the movies aren't good stories, and even if people don't really like them, I think they will be groundbreaking technology. Yeah, I just, and visually appealing, for I sure. just, I, I think that you don't spend 10 years talking about how you're trying to get 
this technology done to make this happen in order to not and then and then you know he, he said like i wouldn't make these movies if the technology wasn't ready and i want to know what he means yeah i'm super yeah. excited and here's the thing i think i think it will be a good movie because i i think that if you're waiting that long and you're putting that much work into it mm -hmm. then like you, you, then there are great people working on that script i hope you know what I mean? I hope. I, I hope. But that would seem like such a waste if you're going to throw away the storyline and just introduce us to this new tech, which is, like, cool. But, mm -hmm. like, maybe you have an opportunity to make a really incredible piece of art. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, please don't waste that. Please, please make sure the script is good. <laughs> I saw an interesting tweet lately. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was... Uh, so uh, the the they're making four, four more Avatar films, right? Two, three, four, and five. Collectively, those four films have a billion-dollar budget. Right? $250 million per movie, which is pretty standard these days. Yeah. And I saw a tweet, um, and maybe this will be a controversial opinion on my part, but um, it was when the Disney employees were being laid off, the mm -hmm. Parks employees were being laid off, someone pulled up this tweet and was like, oh yeah, you'll spend a billion dollars on Avatar movies no one wants, but you won't keep your employees employed. Right? And I, yeah. I saw a tweet and I was like, what is your point here? That billion dollars isn't just being spent on nothing. That billion dollars employs so many people. Yeah. And the industries around where that... Like, and it's it's this weird thing where I see people online, and I and I, I just want to talk about this because I, I think it's important. People online are like, why do you spend so much money on these movies when this could go towards other things? And I'm like, that's not how industries work. That money is not spent on nothing. No. That money does not employ nobody. That money employs people. That money is... Employs people and allows them to make more money to employ more people. Why don't you Why don't you take that billion dollars and spend it employing these people? And because Disney's response is because then we don't... Then we have to fire those people. Like, in order to move that money to Disney parks... They have to fire the people working on the movies. It's yeah. not... There's not nobody on the end of that money. And it's so... It's this weird, like, narrative where people are like, why Why would you spend money... Why would you spend money on different people than these people? Why would you employ those people but not those people? And I'm like, I, I don't... I don't even know how to argue that. Yeah. 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 It's... Yeah, I, I, here's the thing. You can't, as a business, you have to you have to keep your business going. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you put your money on the things that are going to be making you money right now. Yeah, and, 100%. And, you know, employing people in the arts right now and making those come out, like that is going to make you more money to keep putting more money into your employees' pockets. Well, but you also can't like pull, the, Disney is not going to say, hey, our parts aren't doing well, so we're going to fire the people working on the movie to so keep that the we parks can, open. To keep the parks that we're not legally allowed to open open. It's just a yeah. weird... It, it's a weird narrative. I think sometimes people are like, why do we spend money on movies? Um, and I'm like, well, be, because it's an industry. Yeah. Like, it's... do you know how many people are employed by the film industry in the United States? <laughs> it's a lot. a lot. If people don't spend money in that industry, then we lose a lot of jobs. Lot of jobs. Mm -hmm. um, these kind of complaints come from people that have no knowledge of money worth and business innovation, how much money was wasted on planes and rockets. But none of it was wasted, yeah. right? People, there were employees of those companies that got paid math. And that's my point. Like, people are like, well, why would you spend a million dollars an episode on Disney Plus? Who does that money go towards? And I'm like, it goes towards engineers. It goes towards the, the people who make crafty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there are people who get paid on these film sets that aren't 
it, it's not just going into Disney's pocket. No, Disney it goes does not take a million dollars, put it in their own pocket, and then Mandalorian happens. Mm-hmm. That money goes towards industries. That money goes towards people. That money goes towards the 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 yeah. It's it's just it's a weird narrative to me to be like, why would you spend money to make movies? And I'm like, because. <laughs> yeah, those are people what? who don't understand how the arts work and don't value them. Um, yeah, it's it's such a it's a it's an odd argument. I've always found it very strange as mm-hmm. as a creator to be on the other end of it and be told like, well, you should just show up for work and do your job, but no one should give you money for it. Yep, love that. Here's the thing: I think that a lot of people like, I think that there is a slight disconnect between like arts mm-hmm. and film and TV. Um. And, and, like, maybe that's just me personally, but, like, they they do have a different connotation in the sense that, like, like the film and TV... Uh, what, do I, what am I trying to say? There are so many ass... Mm, but not, no, even still. I don't know why, but for some reason, and I, I'm sure that other people have this, there's a slight disconnect in my head between arts and film and TV. And I know that film and television is part of the arts. Mm-hmm. But it's... It, you know, it, when when you look at a movie, you see, like, the ten actors who are making money, and that's what you think is the artistic portion of it when that's not true. You have, like, the designers, the costumers, the directors, mm-hmm. the um, sound techs, the lighting. Like, you have all these different things, but it just, like, it doesn't fit that, like, specific version of, like, art. But, like... It, if that makes sense. And I, I think it... I think it's... I've always appreciated Marvel's post-credit sequences because I feel like it's made people sit through credits. Go watch your favorite movies. If you have a problem with money being spent in films, go watch your favorite movie, skip all the way to the end, and just watch the credits and try. I dare you. Count. Without slowing it down, try and count every single name on screen. Literally, just try and count how many people... Because all of those people are paid employees a lot of them are union employees who that's how the movie is how they got their health insurance that movie is how they paid for their kids schooling that movie is their livelihood yeah go and so a lot of those people that movie is the only thing they touched for a year of their life yeah that is the only thing go go count the names in the credits and really see like if you if you have a problem with how much money these movies cost go see how many people are employed by them. And yeah. here's the thing. The names in the credits, those aren't the only people employed. No. You know what? There's Cr- so many. The Crafty company doesn't name how many people worked on Crafty. They're, yeah. it, sorry, Crafty is um, is food services uh, on set. Mm-hmm. Um, it names the Crafty company, but that's another swath of humans. Um, you just, you have to, you have to, you know, uh, not you, but like we as a society have to do a better job of understanding that arts are jobs. Yeah. <laughs> That that you know, and movie making is one of the is the most one of the most valuable things we do. Honestly, I'm sorry, but like considering the enjoyment that we as a society get from movies, mm-hmm. if you really think about it, like the cultural experience of Avengers Endgame, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. is a valuable experience to millions of people in the entire globe. And so the idea that that movie should have not had the budget that it did, so that these employees over here could have been saved, I just don't. I don't agree with that. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I have a really, I have a hard time with that narrative and I see it a lot on Twitter for some reason. Yeah. Here's the thing. Twitter is, is a place where you don't have, well, I mean, the internet is a place where you don't have to have any prior knowledge to have an opinion on something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just. That's true. 
that's just how it is. Yeah, and it's 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 people behave as if the economy is like an either or situation. Yeah, and it's just not. Yeah. Um, you, it's not one or the other. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's both. And you know, Disney Disney has laid off a lot of people from the parks. But if you think that Disney parks will not come back uh, and reemploy the same number of people, maybe not all the same people. But the same number of people, I you're you're crazy. Like they're yeah, no, they are gonna come back strong and like ready to rumble. I wouldn't be surprised because they're Disney. I would not be surprised if they spent this downtime building the crap out of some stuff that they're gonna unveil. Because if yeah. I if I was Disney, honestly, and I was like, all right, we have six months where no one's in the park. Hey, we can use this to like up our to, game. Well, but also we need to incentivize people to come back. Yeah. What What are we gonna do? Yeah. What are we gonna do? We're going to. New stuff, new tech, yeah. like a hundred percent. I just got a hair on my eyelash. Um, <laughs> um uh, Hero of the Wind says uh, video games are kind of the same boat too. Triple A games cost a lot, but they are paying a lot of employees to make those games. Exactly, Miller. Mm-hmm. And they're paying marketing people. They're paying, you know, like marketing, distribution, GameStop. Like, do you know how many people GameStop alone employs across the country? Yeah. There's a reason. There is a real reason why Xbox, despite doing its um. It's services. It's there's a reason why Xbox is giving Game pa- uh, GameStop a cut of the Game Pass service. Mm-hmm. They Xbox knows that they have to keep GameStop alive. Yeah. Because it helps their industry. Does GameStop make is GameStop a viable? Is our brick and mortar stores viable in the future? We don't know. Yeah. But Xbox knows that it is better for Xbox and for video games in general if GameStop exists. If there is a place where I walk by and in every mall in America, there's a poster for the next game in the window of a GameStop. Mm-hmm. It's good for video games. And, and it's why we invest in stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, in a bar, the boss spends money on renovation when the revenue is down. Math, that is that is the point right there. Yep. If, you, if, you, if you're having a hard time, you, you, you make things better because yeah. when, when Disney reopens, if they can be like, also, surprise, three new rides, boom, yeah. ticket sales go up. Yeah, 100%. But if they take away some of my favorite rides and replace them with bad knockoffs, Disney, we're going to have words. Yeah. We're going to have Don't words. Do Don't do that. <laughs> uh, if he make money, he doesn't care about changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I agree with that math. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, y'all, I think that's going to be the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, we went a little bit over today. Apologies, but we always uh, do. We had, you know, we had some good chats. Um, this, yeah, this was a fun one. This uh, was a fun one, y'all. Um, you know, we're we're in month two now of the nightly morning show. Yeah, this is month two. And the fact that you know the show's growing and there's there's more people in here than last week, and like you know, it really it means the world. And we just want to say huge huge thank you to everyone who stops by to watch it live. If you yeah. didn't catch the whole show, uh, please uh, feel free to find it on the YouTube or the podcast feed. Yeah. Uh, where we'll be posting this later on today. Uh, before we get out of here, I also want to mention it is November, uh, and for November, uh, we dropped the link. I am raising money for Movember. Um, you can find that on all my socials. Uh, Movember is an incredible men's health charity raising money to fight prostate cancer and, and a, a bunch of other things, but prostate cancer is the one that's very personal to me. Mm-hmm. I have lost uh, two grandparents, uh, two grandfathers uh, to the disease, and so I am raising money all month. If we hit that $250 raised, I will be doing a... Um, I will be doing a stream as Ned Flanders. So we're going to have a blast with that. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for the show. Uh, anything else you want to, do you want to talk about 
What, what time are you going to be on? Um, well, so I haven't put out my stream schedule yet, um, but I will be doing that um, once we're off here. I'm streaming later today, um, 3 p.m. <coughs> Eastern Standard Time. Check out my new Skyrim build. Mm -hmm. It's pretty awesome. Um, and then Skyrim's birthday is on Wednesday. <gasps> thank you for the biddies, Raven. Raven, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Um, he's gay. <laughs> no, he's gay. No, he's blind. I cannot believe. I love how old Miller, that is. thank you for the biddies. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the biddies. That's really appreciated. Oh my gosh, you are so um, sweet, you guys. Thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Wednesday is Skyrim's birthday, so I'm going to be doing a nice long Skyrim stream before. Uh, I have D&D &D that night, so unfortunately mm -hmm. I do have a hard out on Wednesday, but I'm going to start early, mm -hmm. um, get a few good hours of Skyrim in, and then Saturday, Skyrim Saturday, I'll be on. Uh, a little bit later than usual, just because we're going to be in Niagara Falls. Yeah, we're going to um, see my parents, which is going to be Yeah, it's going to be really nice. Um, so that's probably going to be like starting around 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern. And I'm going to be playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla tomorrow. But more important than that, the nightly morning show will return tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, here, twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. We hope to see you there. And as we always say, <laughs> do something nerdy tonight. Bye. Bye. -bye.